Well, happy Star Wars Day to all of you Ugnaughts and Jawas out there. Thank you so much to all of you that have supported us and listened to us throughout our podcasting journey from the very beginning of The Mandalorian. So enjoy this day. Take it all in. We've got a lot of new content that has come out to us as Star Wars fans. So may the 4th be with you, and hopefully you check out our May the 4th special that we're delivering today. We're going to review the Clone Wars finale titled victory and death we're going to quickly discuss disney gallery the mandalorian where we go behind the scenes of our wonderful the mandalorian show that all of us star wars fans have come to know and love and we're going to share why we love star wars so stay tuned may the force be with you and let's get to it all right so we are ready to now celebrate star wars day here at Mando Talk, and we have my brother in the force and in the flesh with me, Jacob Keller. What's up, dude? Yes, sir. I'm right here Are celebrating you a- May the 4th. Yeah. How you feeling <laughs> about today's special day? Oh, it's it's a, it's going to go good. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be chill, and we're just going to have a good time. Yeah, we got the Rise of Skywalker playing in the background <laughs> here in studio. Yeah. I mean, we might get a little distracted. We are currently seeing Kylo Ren be introduced to the emperor yes and this is only your second time actually seeing it it is so jacob's so, probably going to be stuck watching my eyes the movie are the whole in, time my eyes are going to be in that direction but i'm my thoughts are probably i'm going to try to keep my thoughts on the I subject i hope so <laughs> i hope so but, but with the flashes of light that's what's going to get my eyes <laughs> like right now going yeah. down all the lightning yeah <laughs> We're just celebrating Star Wars today. I hope you're celebrating Star Wars somehow, some way. Uh, for me, what I've been doing to celebrate May the 4th is just binge-watching as many movies as possible. I've currently seen Rogue One and all of the original trilogy and just Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Impressive. we're watching Rise of Skywalker. So I guess I'm skipping <laughs> episode one and two. Yeah, I got on to him about that. Okay, it's not because I don't like the films, it's just because there's not enough time in the day. Sure. And because I wanted to make sure that I was completely like up to speed for this Clone Wars review yeah, yeah. that we're fixing to do, I you felt like Revenge yeah. of the Sith was the most beneficial. You wanted to watch the film that yeah. would, you know, like uh, give you an idea of the timeline. Right, right. <laughs> well, so that's yeah. impressive. I, uh, the only watching I've done is the Clone Wars episode and know this. (laughs) That's that's all that matters because we are going to dive deep into that Clone Wars review. Uh, But there's one thing, though, that I want to get to first. On Twitter, I tweeted out a challenge on our Mando Talk page. So at Mando Talk, if you don't follow us there. Uh, I asked for people that follow us to just reply with why they love Star Wars. And I was going to put that on air. So I wanted to hold true to that promise. And so far, we've gotten one person to reply, so we're going to talk about that. And I have my Twitter pulled up here on this laptop screen. If at any point while we're recording this episode, somebody else tweets in, we'll talk about it. Uh, But this one that we have is kind of like a joke, a running joke. It's one of those memes that was classic from the prequels, and now it's a GIF. Is that how you say it, or do you say GIF? I thought it was a GIF. I don't know, man. (laughs) There's been, like, debates on that. But anyway, it says, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? And it's, is it Kiati Mundi? Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> and no. Jaime Alcala. Yeah, it is. So a buddy that I know that we used to work together, Jaime Alcala, he tweeted that in. Uh, he used to always say it. He always, he always actually, a lot of times, replies to our tweets with that. 
I guess with he, that give, right? <laughs> I guess okay. I know for a fact he really enjoys the prequels and yeah. he really digs the Clone Wars and everything to do with the Jedi. So I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna make some assumptions about your GIF or GIF there, Jaime. <laughs> I think the reason why he loves Star Wars is Jedi and the epicness that the prequels and the Clone Wars delivers to us. Yeah. Seems legit. Yeah, and that's I mean, a that's a that's an excusable use of putting words in someone's mouth. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, so let me use this opportunity to share why I love Star Wars, and then I'm gonna ask Jacob to do it as well. Okay. So the reason why I love Star Wars, it's it really just goes back to I mean, being a kid watching it, it's kind of hard to like dive deep into all the themes in it and the concepts and everything. But yeah. there's always one thing that sticks out, no matter what age you are as you're watching those films and i think it's just the simple story of good versus evil and on top of that i mean yeah you got your lightsabers but really one of the big things that sticks out to me and gets me to an emotional level with star wars is the music that john williams pieces together especially always 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 with a new hope with the twin sun scene, whenever Luke looks out, longing mm-hmm. to do more, mm-hmm. gets me every time. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of why I love Star Wars. I mean, just the basic theme of good versus evil, and just the fun that it presents to us. What about you? Right on, right on. Same um, thing? <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is, you know, same things. Um, well, gosh, um, some of it is just like, in Star Wars, you know, watching the movie, you kind of, like, go to these other places yeah. as you're watching it, you know? True. And also, like you said, the the uh, theme of good versus evil um, and just the Jedi. And so, basically, how I sum it up in a few words, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, like, the themes of good and evil and, yeah. you know, um, good always wins. Right on. And, yeah. <laughs> 100% agree with you. I mean, nail on the head. And the music is Dude, awesome. I'll never forget the first time I heard the Star Wars theme erupt. Yeah. Uh, Whenever we went to see The Force Awakens when it came at, back out, mm-hmm. whenever Star Wars was going crazy because it was coming back, I'll never forget that moment. I mean, I got really emotional <laughs> yeah. seeing that. But yeah, yeah, props to John Williams, props to George Lucas, who created this extraordinary universe that we get to celebrate each and every single day of the year for me, but especially on May the 4th. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the day, treating it as a Star Wars holiday, because that's what it is for me. All right, yeah, let's get into the main focus for this podcast episode. And that is to review the Clone Wars finale titled Victory and Death. Not a lot of victory goes out down on, in this episode for me. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's pretty sad. Thinking back, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, really. It's just the victory, I guess, of Ahsoka and Rex escaping. Yeah. yeah. Or, but that's a small victory. <laughs> or the victory of the Empire. True. That's and a very good point. The death that it causes. Yeah. I can see that. And um the episode ends I think with like well obviously the obvious deaths. Yeah. But then also the deaths of 
you know, the past way of life. True. For Ahsoka and Rex. Yeah, right on. Having to enter into a new way of living, a new way of fighting. Absolutely. And we are going to get spoily heavy. Spoily. Spoily. (laughs) Spoily heavy. heavy. (laughs) We're going to get spoiler heavy now, uh, now that we've kind of, I guess, just given our initial thoughts of the episode. So if you haven't watched Victory and Death, the Clone Wars finale, pause the podcast, come back and listen to us. And hear what we have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, because it's a good one, and it's it really the last is. episode of the Clone Wars right. series, and it really did. It's it it ended it, you know, perfectly. Yeah, I think um, so. I even I even gotta say, like the last scene of mm-hmm. the entire show of this episode and the entire show. Yeah, is perfect. Yeah, it is. And I'm gonna get on that, but oh, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, and we were discussing off air. Um, it is one of those, it's got action to it. This episode for the Clone Wars has action to it, but it's one of those that's... a lot of action. It's just kind (laughs) of slower a little bit uh, compared to what we've seen the past couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But I think think you have to realize that it's... So we we saw the climax of Order 66 Mm -hmm. in the previous episode, and in this finale, it's wrapping it all up. It's like coming to a soft, smooth conclusion. So you you just... Well, okay, yeah, not soft and smooth. It's There's coming, definitely it's action. It's coming down from the right. climax. Yeah. Right, so yeah, yeah. I guess I feel like the ones that might not like it are having like way too big of expectations because everything that I keep seeing on social media is people are absolutely loving it. So, yeah, how could you not? Yeah, absolutely. So we pick up right where we left off. Ahsoka and Rex are in the medical bay. They come to this conclusion where they're just going to stun their way completely out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really interesting to see that, I guess the conflict that Rex is having as he's stunning his clones really sets in, and we actually see a little bit more of that later. And yeah. Maul's actually going off here at the beginning yeah. again. So he's killing <laughs> a bunch of these clones, and what he's trying to do is stop the Star Destroyer from going any further. From going to Coruscant, right. I assume. Yeah. Because that's probably the last place, last place you, you want to go. <laughs> so he goes into the hyper drive room. Mm-hmm. And he completely wipes it out. Yeah. And the visualization of this scene was tremendous. Epic. The colors. Epic. Epic. <laughs> One of our favorite words. It was epic. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. What'd you think? Um. Yeah, it was epic. Tremendous. The hyperspace room. I mean, it's where these ships get their energy to travel through time and space. Yeah. So that's an immense amount of energy. And he's just pulling all of the structure, all of those uh, cylinders that, I don't know how Star Wars space travel works, yeah. but he's just pulling all of it down, and it's explosions everywhere. Right. So when they drop out of hyperspace, ooh. the ship, ooh, yeah, this is where you said the animation of the show. Yeah. yeah. The animation in this show, especially these last four episodes, I would say. Yeah is just spot on. Absolutely. It looks like a real movie. Oh, for sure. So when that ship drops out of hyperspace, it's like smoke is behind it. There's flames coming out. It's falling apart. Yeah. Explosions coming out. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. It it looks really, really great. Yeah. So I it mean, drops out of hyperspace, yeah. and it's being pulled into the that, gravity of, of a moon. Yeah, which we, we aren't told what that moon is. No. Um which is fine with me. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to know where that 
ending of Clone Wars happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a really cool scene. Darth Maul doing all that to stop the ship. Yeah. And this allows Ahsoka and Rex then to begin preparing their escape. Mm-hmm. And so this is where, I guess they go to the bridge. They're trying to escape. No, they get no, no, no. It's like the control room right. of the yeah, hangar yeah, yeah. bay. Control room of the hangar bay. So I want to say first, I yeah. thought that moon was Mandalore for a second. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I thought it was Lethal really? for Rebels. Hmm. You know how, well, I don't know. I just felt like that would have been a cool connection. Because when yeah. I initially saw it, I was like, because in my mind, you know, on Friday we said how I thought this was going to end with setting up perfectly for Rebels. Mm-hmm. Well, what better location to set up for Rebels yeah. than Lothal? Yeah. But, I mean, again. Well, regardless, it still does set up perfectly. <laughs> true. But, yeah, so we get an extremely emotional moment between Rex and Ahsoka yeah. as they're preparing their next steps toward escaping where Rex is just coming to this realization that the brothers that he's fought beside and fought with for all these years are the ones that are now trying to kill him. Yeah. And um, he has to make a choice where he either dies. Yeah. Um, or he has to kill them. Right. Fight against them. Yeah. Regardless, they're the, they're your brothers. Mm-hmm. And that hurts, you know. Yeah. It's really interesting as well to see Ahsoka's take on it. Because, I don't know, in my mind, when I see Revenge of the Sith, I feel like the Jedi immediately are like, all right, let's kill all these clones, or kill the clones that are trying to kill me. But that's not Ahsoka's attempt or view on it at all. She's just trying to get them out of the way without necessarily killing them, which is like Mm -hmm. as Jedi as you can get. Yeah. And I think... And extremely difficult. I think one of the things that Dave Filoni did tremendous with this arc specifically is yes even though that ahsoka is no longer claiming herself as a jedi she's no longer part of the republic or the council she's the most jedi of the jedi in the prequels yeah because of the way that she's acting so selflessly Mm -hmm. which is really interesting it's like you have to step away from the jedi order in order to become a full jedi (laughs) that's how twisted they were yeah but yeah really emotional scene there uh, it gets them set up to, I guess, continue their mission on trying to get out of there. And they come up with this plan where Rex is going to claim that Ahsoka is not a Jedi, so she doesn't fall under the Executive Order 66. Mm-hmm. And Jesse fights back with that. Yeah. Any thoughts on anything I just rambled about? <laughs> Hasn't Jesse been there with Rex since the beginning? Yeah, he was in the... Um, Wasn't he one of the group of five that have been there? Yeah. And he was in Way the Bad Batch back. arc earlier in the season with him. Yeah. So he's been around. Yeah. They've been buds. A long time. Yeah, and they get down there. So they're trying to escape. They're trying to get to a ship to leave. Maul gets in their way, though. Yeah. So Ahsoka and Rex, they stall some oh, hey. some time. Um, Nona pointed out last week, or not, not even a week ago. Um, yeah, Friday. This past Friday. Um, uh, Maul it made a point of focusing in on the clone's arm that he cut off with the door. Yeah. We find out why he did that. So he took his uh, comms mm-hmm. from the arm brace yeah. of that clone's arm 
and listened in on to everything so he could know exactly right. what's going down. Yeah, very strategic. Yeah. But yeah, and then this is where all the action begins for this episode. Um, Jesse says enough, n- enough's enough with you trying to stall here, Rex. You know you're in violation of Order 66, so a shootout ensues. Again, Rex and Ahsoka, they're not trying to kill them whatsoever, mm-hmm. so they're stunning left and right. And again, they use these three droids to help them. Uh, they drop the floor on them. Uh, that allows them to run after the ship, but Maul's going there first. Maul's able to get inside the ship, and really interesting moment whenever Ahsoka begins to use the Force to pull him back in. Yeah. And it looks like she's going to be able to succeed eventually, at least. But then she overhears Rex talking about how he can't hold them off much longer, and again, she shows a selfless yeah. act of she just sees, letting Maul go yeah. and protecting Rex. Yeah, she's got to make the choice between... Uh, getting on the ship herself, I guess, and <laughs> taking care of them all. Right. Or, you know, making sure that Rex lives. Yeah. And so I kind of chuckled at this next part. I mean, it's brutal, but I chuckled. Whenever the clones kill those droids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was kind of tough. <laughs> yeah. So the, the clones realize that the droids are basically the main things that are helping these two yeah and they completely get rid of them yeah <laughs> that's a brutal and yeah. then ahsoka and rex are getting closed in uh they fall through the floor to go think, into the lower hangar do you think that's something that clones would normally do i don't think so yeah i, I, I felt like droids so were always people that are people <laughs> <laughs> droids are things that always helped them out yeah they're buds i guess i don't know <laughs> i w- I feel like I've always seen like droids, like astromech droids, uh, not battle droids, but astromech droids were always considered just, you know, like, like a medic is in right. combat, you know, yeah. you don't really, you don't really touch them. Right. Uh, so yeah, just that. And also the way that, uh, Jesse was talking, it's just like, you can see, it seems like the clones, they just, you know, like their minds are, they've been brainwashed to do this. So right. So they're going to carry it out. Yeah, which and is And it's so not even emotional. really themselves that's doing it. Yeah. But, and, okay, so if if we keep going in the episode, uh, the Star Destroyer enters the atmosphere. Yeah. And that causes the ship to basically break apart. Yeah. Which gives Ahsoka and Rex <laughs> the final opening to escape. Uh, Rex finds a ship that works in the lower hangar, uh, and Ahsoka uses crazy force abilities to get inside that ship, and we see that Star Destroyer eventually come to a crashing halt, and Rex and Ahsoka live to fight another day. Yeah. Any thoughts before we get to those final moments? Like, any thoughts on any of that rundown uh, before we get to the final moments that really hit heavy? Well, I just want to say... You know, we obviously know how Rex and Ahsoka end up. We know that they live on uh, through the rebellion, right? And help to be a part of it. Yeah. But that was still so intense. Yeah, and it was so. Um, what's the word? Suspenseful. Yeah. That, to watch all of that. That was another thing that I was thinking. Like, imagine. 
I'm already anxious watching this. Imagine how anxious we would have been if we hadn't known their yeah. outcomes as characters. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so let's get to the the big the big end. Uh, that probably has a lot of people talking. Yeah. And a lot of people asking questions, honestly. Um, so Ahsoka and Rex go down to the crash site of this Star Destroyer, and Rex is in the realization that all, a lot of his brothers inside that ship are dead because of the crash. Yeah. And Ahsoka... Ooh, and the music at this point. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those just chilling kind of moments. Yeah. And Ahsoka, I think again, Rex is also facing the realization his life as a clone yeah. is over. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It might be just because this is a story beat that I've seen before, but you ever... Or do you maybe think, because I thought it, you think maybe that Rex sometimes wishes that he would have went down with the ship just so he didn't have to live with the pain? I mean, that's pretty deep, but mm. I, it's just like a story beat that I've seen before see in other films or TV shows. Yeah. Rex has got to be struggling emotionally. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. But so, again, Ahsoka shows another selfless moment where she pays respects, pays respect to all these clones that again were trying to kill her yeah uh gives them it looks like a proper burial it looks like yeah. there's actually bodies under the ground and she puts her helmets above uh their bodies above each grave kind of like tombstones yeah. and it, it zooms in on jesse's there at the end uh again super emotional moment and then this gives it or leads it to the best scene of the show for the or not of the show, but of the episode. Which one? Which one are you? Which one are you saying? Wait a minute. Well, she drops her lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah. See, mm-hmm. Geez, I'm so anxious to get to it. Yeah. yeah, she drops her lightsaber. So let's let's ask questions about that real quick. When she drops her lightsaber, what do you think she's trying to do there? Because I see it as like two different things. What do you think it is? I think I see what you're. Yeah, I think I see what you're thinking. Okay, what what do you see? What I'm thinking. <laughs> um. I just got distracted. Oh, Lando yeah, just well, because Lando just arrived <laughs> yeah. in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> I think that. Well, you can see she hesitated for just a second, like she was gonna let it drop, but then she brought it back up, but then she let it go anyways. Right. I think it's like her letting go of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and also letting go of an obvious thing that would identify her yeah to where if she left it there then there's the possibility that she died in that crash right but at the same time who would have buried all those clones true that's a good point yeah very good point i didn't even think about it as far as that aspect goes uh so yeah i see it as two different ways kind of like what you were talking about it's like her leaving her past behind moving on as her old jedi ways and starting her own thing which we know is going to be fulcrum uh and secondly maybe she's playing dead she's just trying to hide the fact that she's still out there because Mm -hmm. she realizes that there's some order out there that i'm supposed to be dead so they're going to continue to keep coming for me um but i didn't even think about that as far as well who would have taken the time to actually bury those clones other than Ahsoka. Yeah. Which, so let's go ahead and now jump or ahead. another clone. Yeah. Let's go ahead and now jump ahead then to the final scenes. Yeah. 
So, so we don't know how much time this is that's elapsed. Right, which is causes another question. Mm-hmm. But we see that the, I guess, climate of the crash site is now snowy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see some snow troopers, reminding me of Hoth. And we see just normal stormtroopers. We yeah. don't know if those are clones under there or if they're just people that wanted to serve the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at some point, uh, the Emperor or the Empire decides that they don't necessarily need the clones anymore and that they can either serve or not. Yeah. So, we, again, that leads to the question is, well, how much time has gone by? Uh, but as there's two, two normal stormtroopers there, we see the, the legend. The Imperial... Uh, I don't know what kind of ship that is, but the pointy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Triangular yeah, yeah, yeah. Ship. yeah, that's a big hint of who's in there. Uh huh. And spoiler again, I don't know if if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen the episode, I, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> but Darth yeah. Vader, Anakin Skywalker, arrives to the scene, yeah. and he goes to the spot where the burial happens. As soon as you saw him in the episode, I was like. Legendary. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty epic. And uh, so a couple things that I have noted down for this. It was super cool to see him, like Darth Vader, with an ignited blue lightsaber, even though he wasn't doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a cool visual, visual to see that. And then also the eyes that you see through the helmet yeah. uh, clearly are Anakin, and that's just, again, another thing that pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah. And then the final thing that I have noted is the bird that's in the sky. Again, I don't remember the bird's name. I looked it up before, but I didn't write it down. Uh, But this bird is supposed to be a representation of the daughter from the Mortis arc that saved her life. And she references this bird in Rebels and indicates that that bird's kind of like her, or for me at least, it's kind of like a guardian angel, I guess. Like it's always there to protect her or I guess to, I don't know. It's just a representation of Ahsoka. Yeah. And do you think Anakin knows that? Or is Anakin just like, oh, there's another sign as to Ahsoka is still alive? Hmm. Knows that that's what that bird means? Yeah. That that bird protects? Right. That's a good question. Um, Well, their memory was wiped of Mortis. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But now he's, you know, the apprentice to the Sith Lord, and he's probably, I mean, he is. He's extremely powerful in the dark side, um, and we see that later on in Rogue One and yeah, whatnot. Um, that's a good question. He might know. Yeah. I okay. think that he, what, do you think that he knows that she's still alive? Yes. Yeah. I do too. Because it kind of goes back to like who else would have buried these clones? Yeah. Um, well, I don't really know what else goes with it, but I just feel like he would know. Yeah. He would know if she was dead or not. But that's a big question mm-hmm. to ask. And I'll, let us know what you think. Do you think that Anakin slash Darth Vader knows that Ahsoka Tano is still alive after that crash landing? Okay. Any other like looming questions that you have about the Clone Wars episode? I know I still have one. What's that? What do you think Maul went to do? Because he escaped, mm. and that's all we see him do. He jumps into hyperspace. 
Well, he talks about how this is their opportunity, his opportunity to uh, make the best of the chaos right. and come out prosperous. So I think that he's gone to create the Crimson Dawn. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm thinking. Or not necessarily create, but continue to establish it. Right. Because it's already created. Yeah. We see Dryden Voss, and was, if, if it wasn't the last episode, it was the episode before. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to him and further establishing, like, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to look like the leader of Crimson Dawn, but just know I'm actually the leader. Don't cross me. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing stuff like Maul always does. Um, and the other thing that I have noted down before we leave the Clone Wars review is I talked about it on Friday that I thought the episode was going to end on making you want to see Rebels. It does that perfectly. Yeah. Like, because you know that Ahsoka and Rex come back in that show, and it it gives them a conclusion for the Clone Wars, but it wants you wanting more. Oh, yeah. Or it leaves you wanting more. For sure. So, and those and out now there... That, now that Darth Vader knows that Ahsoka is still alive, right. it leaves you wondering, well, what happens with that? Does right. Vader uh, hunt her down? Does she get found does yeah. she you know she yeah <laughs> and i don't want to spoil rebels so if yeah. you haven't seen rebels but you've been following along with the clone wars go watch rebels and you'll get your answers you'll get a lot of cool stuff with ahsoka rex and vader it might be some episodes you have to push through there at the beginning it does kind of start off slower but clone wars started off a little bit slower yeah. uh, but it picks up quick and really fast Thank you, Dave Filoni. Even George Lucas, everyone that worked on The Clone Wars, tremendous finale, tremendous final season, tremendous show. Yeah. Any, like, parting words you want to say about The Clone Wars? So the very last scene of the episode and of this whole show is a clone trooper helmet sitting there in the snow Mm -hmm. with Vader reflected in the... Visors of yep. isolates mm-hmm. walking away from the helmet, and that to me is a perfect representation of what of what's going on here. You know, yeah. the clones, the clone wars are over, and now it's the empire. Right, the clones are being put away in exchange for the out in your face power of a Sith Empire yeah reigning I'm I'm kind of in agreement with you that yeah, that's yeah. a perfect uh, conclusion visual conclusion for the show yeah let us know your thoughts let us know what you think of that final Clone Wars episode what you think about that series as a whole and especially the Siege of Mandalore arc alright We now have a couple of other things to get to. I want to discuss quickly Disney Gallery of the Mandalorian because I know you haven't had a chance to watch that. Mm -hmm. I was able to watch it late late last night when they first released it at midnight. Um, So I got to see that. First episode, I thought it was going to break it down chapter by chapter. But actually, it's like breaking it down like topic by topic. So the first episode for Disney Gallery of the Mandalorian focuses in on the directors and kind of like their different styles and 
the different reasons as to why they love Star Wars. Uh, so that's an interesting bit. And honestly, it continues to show more and more why Dave Filoni should be a head honcho at Lucasfilm. Yeah. That was my big takeaway. Yeah. Um, he knows everything about Star Wars in and out. And you can clearly tell that he was groomed by George Lucas himself to eventually one day maybe take over. Hmm. But okay. George Lucas, I guess, doesn't really have a say in it anymore. So we'll see. So did Dave Filoni, was he already in Lucas films? Yeah, he was. Oh. <laughs> was Having Dave- audio issues here. <laughs> <laughs> was Dave Filoni already in Lucas films um, before it was absorbed by Disney? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because okay. Dave Filoni was, had been working on Clone Wars with George Lucas. Oh. So it goes back all the way. Yeah, and it actually gives some, like, insight into Dave Filoni's hiring of, or hiring into Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. It's actually a pretty funny story. Uh, But I won't get into it, but you should check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Those of you that haven't watched it yet, I know there's a lot of stuff to take in for today, uh, May the 4th, because they've released, you know, Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus that we're taking yeah. advantage of right now. <laughs> they've released the finale of Clone Wars, and they also released the first episode of this Disney gallery, The Mandalorian. I know there's a lot to take in, but at some point, if you haven't watched it already, watch it. It's really interesting just to get some more behind the scenes. I will say this, this first episode, we don't get to see Baby Yoda kind of stuff. They're saving that for later, for sure. Yeah. But again, this first episode's all about uh, the directors and their love for Star Wars and their different styles, which is really interesting to see. And I know, Nolan, you're listening. It talks about Deborah Chow and her love for action, so check that out. All right, Star Wars news. This is going to be our Star last, Wars thing, news. last thing that we talk about on this May the 4th special of Mando Talk. A lot of things that we've speculated about and a lot of things that secondary... I guess, news outlets reported. Mm -hmm. Star Wars themselves on Twitter today confirmed a couple of them. So here's the first and big one. Okay, okay. Taika Waititi, the director of the final Mandalorian episode for season one. Mm -hmm. So the director of chapter eight. Mm -hmm. He also directed Thor Ragnarok. And he directed Jojo Rabbit, which I haven't seen, but it's won a bunch of Academy Awards. He's got some... Works under his belt. Yep. He is going to direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film for theatrical release. Huh. Which I think is great news. Huh. I mean, someone that... Do we know what it's going to be about? No, we don't. We don't have any plot details. But we also get a little bit more insight on that film. Christy Wilson... Don't know how to say her last name. Christy Wilson Carnes? Cairns? Yeah. Regardless, she was a writer for 1917. And that film oh. was a big success as well. Have you seen it? I haven't yet, but I really want to. There's my dog. You can see my dog now, possibly on camera. I don't know if you can see him or not. His name is Ovi. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he was bound to get on the show one day. Yeah, there he is. And he's hopping right up in Jacob's lap. Yep. Here's our new co-host, Obi. <laughs> Obviously named after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. <laughs> so what do you think about that report? Um, <laughs> We're still laughing at this it sounds like It sounds like there's going to be action, that's for sure. 
um, with the director from 1917, and um, let's get readjusted here. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be action packed. Yeah, wouldn't you say? I hope so. And also, one of the things about the Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian, it talks about uh, Taika's style, and it talks about how he is able to find the humor in like serious action, oh, which yeah. I think that's part of Star Wars. Uh, and I think so. He is co-writing it, and I think it's going to be beneficial that someone like uh, Christy Wilson Carnes who wrote a very serious movie, 1917, they'll be able mm-hmm. to balance that with each other. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, and we'll see what that uh, entails for hmm. us. I'm sure it's going to be great. I mean, everything from him so far in Hollywood has been great. Yeah. Do you think it'll be Obi-Wan? No. So Obi-Wan's going to be a Disney Plus show. Oh. They have said that this is at least going to be a feature film in theater. No clue when that release is going to be. So we'll see. But yeah, the next thing that Lucasfilm confirmed, uh, I think it was last week, so not Friday's episode, but the week before, Lucasfilm has confirmed that Leslie Headland. so this was the report that a female-centric TV show was going to go down. Lucasfilm confirms that she is going to write, produce, and serve as a showrunner for a new Disney Plus series. However, with this Lucasfilm announcement, Star Wars announcement, there was no plot details as far as like the female-centric thing goes. Hmm. So that's still up to debate on if that's going to go down or not. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I tend to believe the initial report that it is going to be female-centric. We just haven't gotten confirmation of that but we have gotten confirmation that she is in fact working on something for Disney Plus thoughts on it because I know we've kind of talked about it but anything else you want to say about those two projects that are in the works hope they're good and uh, looking forward to seeing what they're about absolutely you know? yeah um, so far they're shrouded in mystery yeah and but... I, <laughs> I keep saying it over and over again there's so many things that are up on the table mm-hmm. for Star Wars and Lucasfilm to be working on right now. Oh, yeah. So, I believe that the Taika movie is legit, 100% going to happen. But, I mean, this is no, like, slight to Leslie Headland's thing or anything. But there's just so many TV things that are up there in the works Yeah, that I'll believe believe it when I see it, basically, as to which one's actually land because i mean they got three or four if you want to count the mandalorian four in development now Mm -hmm. with the mandalorian cassie andor obi-wan kenobi and now this leslie headland show which is a lot yeah at one time so uh, i'm i mean i hope it happens just because it's more star wars but Hmm. again we'll see what lands and what actually comes out so that one show is about ahsoka That'd be interesting. Yeah. Although, again, the initial report said that it was like a completely different timeline oh. from anything that we've seen. Hmm. But, again, who knows? Because initial reports are initial reports for a reason. Sometimes they're not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of things out there for Star Wars fans to be celebrating today on May the 4th. Um, I love Star Wars. and We're going to continue to display our love for star wars even if it's not may the 4th we're always going to bring it 
uh, for you guys, those of you that listen to us. Uh, it looks like the Clone Wars is now over, and it looks like these Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian episodes are going to be a bit kind of slower paced to where we're not necessarily going to have like a full episode, mm-hmm. a podcast episode to review it. So we've actually been uh, producing an idea here at Mando Talk where we are wanting to do a top five series where we debate like the top five kind of different things in Star Wars. So we're talking like top five lightsabers, lightsaber battles, heroes, villains, aerial battles, all those different things. So during this off season, during these summer months, that's kind of what we're hoping to get to. Yeah. Sounds fun to me. I'm sure we're going to bring it. (laughs) And, that's kind of. I think that's going to give us a lot of stuff to discuss, a lot of things to have fun with. Uh, we've been throwing up a bunch of different ideas for it, and we're really hoping that we are able to kind of like iron out those details so we know for sure that the top five series is perfect. Right on. So you can have some fun <laughs> listening to it. Because we know that now that Clone Wars is over, there might not be as much newer, newer Star Wars content that comes out. And we were hoping that in August we were going to have Star Wars Celebration to discuss, but obviously that's up in the air with everything that's going on. So we'll see if that goes down. But just know that here at Mando Talk we are working to develop something to have fun and discuss Star Wars content with you. So always, always continue to check us out on every single one of the podcast distributors that you enjoy listening to. Uh, We're in all probably every single one that's out there at this point. Um, Also, check out our YouTube channel. Those of you that are watching this video, thank you for watching. Uh, Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so. Hit the like button to show us some love on this Star Wars day. And also check out our website, mandotalk.weebly.com, and continue to join in on the discussion with us at Mandotalk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We We love love hearing from you. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to (laughs) say. We love hearing from you. We love having discussions. We love getting gifs or gifs about what about the <laughs> droid attacks on the Wookiees. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, always always send stuff in. Any Anything Star Wars related, we'll talk about it. Um, so thank you for listening. Jacob, thank you for coming in. I know you're kind of busy with this last week of your spring semester yep. of college yep. going on. I'm glad that you were able to find some time to yeah, get here. Yeah, me too. Me uh, too. Nolan wasn't able to get here because we just had some bad storms here in the area, and that requires him to work a lot for his specific job. So that's why you're not seeing his lovely face. I just wanted to quickly address <laughs> that. Nolan, uh, we'll see you hopefully uh, at some point this coming week for Mando Talk. Uh, but, yeah, anything you want to say about Star Wars in general before we kind of close this thing out of well, here? We'll uh we'll keep being on here and we'll yeah. uh and we'll keep having fun and having content for everyone out there. If you enjoyed seeing Obi, I guess Obi <laughs> could Obi yeah. could keep being on the show if you absolutely want him to. Yeah. I mean he about took Jacob's mic down <laughs> but he made an appearance. He, he was like, you know what? He was about to take the show. He said <laughs> You guys have been having too much fun on this Mando Talk show. I need to see what it's all yeah. about. <laughs> he said hello there. Uh-huh. Hello there. All right. Thank you for listening. May the fourth be with you. And as always, may General the force. Obi. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm trying to send us out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> it's okay, man. Okay, have a great Star Wars day. May the Force be with you. Obi says goodbye, and we have spoken. Peace. <laughs>